Good Monday morning to you, family. This is Chris. You're listening to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. We fall down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. The greatness of his mercy and love at the feet of Jesus. And we cry, holy, holy, holy. And we cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. Father God, we thank you for this wonderful Monday morning, an opportunity to receive your mercy and your grace, your compassion and love. We thank you for a beautiful day. We thank you for keeping us all night. We slept and slumbered, and here we are this morning with life in our body, breath in our bones. We thank you so much for being our father, for being the God that cares so deeply, immensely for us and loves us. Help us today as we go out and do the things that we need to do today in our homes and our lives. We say a special prayer for those that are essential workers and are going out cover and keep them safe. Help us, uh, Keep keep our keep our mind today as we're at home working from home or just in our in our home, whatever it is that we're doing. Keep our mind. Keep our mind, oh God. We just thank you for being our Father, for being the one that looks out for us. We ask for healing for those that are suffering. We ask you to comfort those that are crushed in their spirit, Lord God. Help us continue to be everything that you called us to be. Help us. Encourage ourselves and encourage everyone. Help us be love and continue to show love to all that we meet. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. How y'all doing today? Happy Monday to you. My apologies for not being able to get out the Sunday devotionals. So guess what? It's Monday and we're just going to do the Sunday devotional lesson today. How about that? All right. Hope you'll tune in because today... We are talking about communion. Bear with me because I have my laptop for my notes. And of course, you know, work laptops, they uh, go to sleep. That sleep function happens real quick. So it's like, it was up, but it wasn't. Okay. All right. So as I say, we're talking about communion and communion. If you want to, uh, Think about it in, in this way. You know, what What are ways that the dictionary defines communion? And one way that, you know, the dictionary confines, cannot confines, defines communion is it's the service of Christian worship at which bread and wine are consecrated and shared. That's one way. Uh, and then there's the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. And that's what I want to talk about today is communing with God, because we can commune with people and we can commune with God. And today, excuse me, <clears throat> we're talking about communing with Abba. One way that this um, 
transpired in my own life was listening to a song by Maverick City Music that's called Communion, and meaning this discussion there is uh, therein. And the song lyrics said, "We are returning to the place we've always belonged. Write it here with you. Take me back to the garden." Lead me back to the moment I heard your voice. Take me back to communion. Lead me back to the moment I saw your face. And it was all so simple. It was easy to love. No space between us. It was easy to trust. Because you're closer, closer than my skin. And you are in the air I'm breathing in. Yes, you are. And here's where the dead things come back to living. I feel my heart beating again. Feels so good to know you are my friend. And this is the garden. Here is the place I find you close. This is communion. Here is the place I am fully known. And those are just the lyrics of it, of that song. And I thought that was so powerful because communion, as we're talking about it in the terms of communing with God, communion is said to be a good word. You know, when you hear it, you know, maybe you, like I said, think of the ordinance of the church. But, you know, I think there's more of it than just that. And when we're thinking about what is it that communion is, communion is a way that Abba and, and ourselves can respond. He responds to us in such a way that Abba is glorified and we're glad. Communion happens. It's not just the sacrament. Communion happens in the essence of thinking about it as the presentation of Abba with us together. And what's our response? I think our response in that time can be varied. It can be joy. It can be tears. It can be just that space of being fully known, of being loved, of knowing what it is to be accepted, to be approved of, because he does approve of us. Communion, uh, the idea of it is the, is the fact that, you know, Abba is the essence of love and joy. Here's another way of thinking about it. And I was reading this and I wanted to share it because I thought this is exactly what it is that we're talking about today. Bear with me. I'm going to get it. Okay. This is a book. I've read some of this particular author's books. I haven't read this one. So this is just excerpts of it. And um, the book is titled A Divine Confrontation, Birth Pangs of the New Church. It's by Graham Cook. But he had a part in there about communion that I thought was really interesting. Um, and I wanted to read it to you. It says, if we really are going to rise to a place where our own personal anointing and faith level is high, then we're going to need to know what real communion with God is. All ministry comes out of relationship, power, comes out of suffering and anointing, comes out of intimacy. Intimacy, intimacy. We've talked about this before on the podcast about how we have intimacy with Abba. Other examples are when we think about in the scriptures, and we don't have time to go to them today, but when you think of biblical characters or people that had communion or were able to commune with God, we know that Moses communed with God, David communed with God. Jesus commune with God. And, you know, Graham Cook writes that it is in communion that we learn to humble ourselves and allow the light 
of Abba to shine in their lives. In the process of building communion, the idea is that you learn how to live in the character of Jesus. We learn how to make the first commandment first. What's that commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It is in that time of communion that the fruit of the Spirit is established. It is always interesting this is where he's talking about the time of confrontation that people talk about gifts and power when they should talk about fruit and character because Graham Cook writes that that is what confrontation is about. It's always about fruit and character, about the life of Jesus, not the power of Jesus. It is always about, I'll say it again, the life of Jesus, not the work of Jesus. When we are in confrontation, We are under pressure. God is talking to us about fruit and character. So when we're thinking again about communion, the Lord works a new level of intimacy into our lives. Standing still under the hand of God, wanting his will to be fulfilled, no matter what cost to ourselves, is one of the most intimate responses that we can make to Abba. Because think about it, you know, this way, when we're talking about communion, we're saying on the days when We've all had that experience, or maybe you woke up like that, or whatever, whatever may be going on. We all had the experience where there are days we want to grit our teeth and cry tears and endure, or the days that we want to hold, or the also, excuse me, the days we want Abba to hold on to us. I'm going to say that. Forgive me. I'm, I'm getting twisted. Think about it this way on the days. When I have to grit my teeth, cry my tears and endure, I want to hold on to him as he holds on to me on the days when I can smile because the pain is just a dull ache. I want to resolve to continue with Abba in the process. When we choose to submit to the Lord in times of great adversity, adversity, it is because our hearts are crying out for intimacy and communion. Part of that closeness is a new level of prayer that arises out of sometimes could it be brokenness or contrite heart? I'm not sure. These are excerpts from this book. We give Abba permission to touch anything in our lives and we ask for his faithfulness to endure so that his will may be done in communion. The character of Jesus becomes our prominent desire to be transformed into the image of Jesus. And the scripture that, you know, I found it interesting that he used uh, is Romans 12, 1, 2. And I like the breakdown of that. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Every day we receive Abba's mercy presenting ourselves to Abba in this idea of communion, asking for the renewal of mind so that transformation can take place. As the pain and difficulty of confrontation abounds, so does the presence of God in transformation. Our minds are assailed by the adversity of our circumstances, but as we present ourselves humbly before Abba's mercy, Abba's thinking renews our mind because we have the mind of Christ. We live through one more day, proving the will of God in transition, in communion 
We learn to live in daytight compartments before him. As we present ourselves at the beginning of a new day, we gradually begin to experience the newness of life that God recreates within. New every morning is his mercy and his steadfast love. As we grow in our personal communion with Abba, then Abba becomes the central issue in the transition process. We are turned away from dwelling on the pain and loss to begin to understand and experience the gain of transformation because the presence of God in communion begins to increase upon us. Worship begins to blossom and reach for new heights. Communion. Because as I was telling you earlier, when I was reading to you those song looks, I had the experience and I don't, I don't believe that I was sleeping. I wasn't asleep yet. Um, but I had the experience while listening to that song of transcending where you're you hear the words and and you not only hear the words of the song but you could feel the words of the song of the idea of returning to guard to eden which you know the garden of eden is what i'm saying the which was what the the lyrics of the songs were talking about but in that experience of transcending it was this feeling of um being in the space of communion and in that space of communion I learned or felt in that moment what it was like to be fully accepted, to be fully known, to be fully seen. I could feel it. It also seemed to be the space, you know, and I don't think the, the articulation I'm about to give really describes it, but it was like a space where the sun was so bright. It was brighter than any sun I have ever seen. Uh, the grass in itself was green, but it was that super green, like it was a rich color of green. And there was this gate that was opening. And, you know, that was my experience. You know, later I, I uh, had a similar experience to that later in the week of um, listening to, to uh, worship music again and um, having the experience of just being in communion and just being able to give what was burdening my heart in the moment to just give it, you know, to him and just have that experience of refreshing. And that to me, I think is what communion is about. One pastor writes about it this way, and it's on, I believe the website is Desiring God. And it says communion with God is the end for which we were created. The Bible says that we were created for the glory of God, Isaiah 43, 7. Yet glory, find God, is not always something we do after communing with him, but it is communing, but it is by communing. Wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Yet glorifying is, excuse me, yet glorifying God is not something we do after communing with him, but by communing with him. That They, they messed that up. I was like, what does that mean? Anyway, here's my point. I think what, you know, what the author is trying to say is why do we commune with God? And I think the reasons that you can commune with Abba is the experience of refreshing your spirit, the experience of being filled with his presence, what that does to our everyday life is what's important. You know, I think that's one of the things that Moses knew in 
in the experience of communing with God because I don't have the exact scripture, but there is a scriptural reference where it talks about how God God and Moses had a relationship where they saw each other face to face. Or Mark Batterson writes, if you read about in the book called The Whisper, talks about, calls it a whispering spot, how God would meet Moses in the tent. Or if you look at uh, the book on intimacy with God by John Bevere, one of the central thoughts in the book was that Moses was not just leading the people to the promised land. He wanted the people of Israel to meet the promisor. And I think the essence of that is so many times when we look at our faith walk and our journey and, and where we are, it isn't just about the tangible things that we can acquire. Those are great things. I really believe God does want us to have things. He doesn't want the things to have us. Yet it isn't just about the things that we're supposed to have. With God, we get more than things. We get his presence. And what communing with God's presence does it is it, it refreshes, it renews, it revitalizes our being each and every day. It happens continually because renewing the mind is a continual process. You know, one of the things that I've gotten out of this entire pandemic experience is the fact that I can hear and see all of my thoughts more than I could before because I didn't have the distractions of a routine life. Nothing about my life these days is routine. It isn't. I mean, you're pretty much mundane doing the same thing that you did yesterday and the day before that. Yet the point is communing with God. We can have that experience all the time. It isn't something that is defined solely in a sacrament or a one-time thing. It is the ability to spend time with the father and one of the challenges i think that people have with the idea of communing and i liked it because it was talked about in the song because they later they do uh basically it's spontaneous worship and i love how one of the song leaders says didn't know that i could have a friend like you you know many times when we think about abba one of the issues that we or challenges that we face is that we don't necessarily know the nature of abba Apostle Wallace said on his podcast, Wednesdays in the Now, check that out, you know, whenever you can, is that many of us, when we think about our knowledge of who God is, the knowledge that we have of who God is, is the God that the pastor presented, the God that big mama and grandmama and granddaddy and elder such and such, you know, mentioned not the true nature of who God is. And that's very, some of us are following the nature of God that is just a God that's filled with wrath and filled with, you know, violence and filled with hate toward us. Even though that's not true, that's the depiction of God that many people carry, you know, in their mind, in their, in their spirit. So when you say, you know, and I'm trying to find the scripture, I think it's, it's in James. Hold on one second. Help me, Jesus. Okay. James 5.11 says, <clears throat> and I'm talking about the end of it. Uh, we give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tender mercy. God's character is full of compassion. He is merciful. God's character doesn't change. It's incapable to change. God's goodness is not greater when our circumstances are better and lesser when we are suffering. Abba always has compassion for his people in our suffering. He is always merciful to those in Christ now and forever. And that is the truth. That's the truth of who 
God's nature is. But sometimes people think, well, I don't really understand how to commune with God because the communion, the God you're expecting to commune with is not the God that is compassionate and gracious and kind. I say that oftentimes in prayer, but it greater than prayer, that's who the nature of God is. And in when thinking about the song and returning to that time that they're saying, returning to the time where we knew God as compassionate, where we knew God as faithful, where we knew God as kind and gracious, where we knew God as loving. And that's what he gave us. That's, we were able to present ourselves in that, in our spiritual beings as being loving and kind. We, it's easy to love. That's a song they have that says it's so easy to love you, God, because you're wonderful. God is wonderful all the time. Sometimes we framed in our mind that Abba must not be wonderful because I'm going through this circumstance. Yet God doesn't necessarily cause these circumstances that we have. He is present with us in the circumstance. When we think about communing, we have the opportunity to commune with God each and every day, moment to moment, millisecond to millisecond, because Abba is eternal. When we're thinking about the Garden of Eden, and these aren't my words, because I have to go to the notes that um, Apostle James Triplett said, and I'm going to it because it was so deep. It's when you're thinking about the concept of Eden and eternal. And it is that the we can, when we're talking about the Garden of Eden, we're returning. We can walk and talk with God eternally. Eternally means that there is no past or future. It is now. What does that mean for our everyday life? We can have that experience of communing with God each and every day. We can have it. We have access to that. When we're talking about who God is, we're talking about God in the representation of kindness and compassion and merciful and faithful to each and every one of us that loves us, that fully sees us, that knows everything about us, the reasons why we are the way that we are. We are his handy work. And Abba doesn't look at us and, and have some feeling of negativity. It is always positive. It is always love. And to be able to step into that space and to receive that revitalizes our mind, refreshes our spirit and our soul. And we can live in that space each and every day. So I know I've given you a lot of different things and I really hope that you know it's it's been helpful to you but i just wanted to talk about communion with god because i think we should do that more communing with god we should do it more each and every day moment to moment okay hope that encourages your spirit we've talked about communion i thank you so much for tuning in i thank you so much for listening you have a great and wonderful day you can always reach out to the podcast encouraging your spirit podcast at gmail.com peace Talk to y'all later.